I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. Attention all Waniacs! The 25th anniversary of Wayne's World is fast approaching. 25 years since Wayne and Garth became bigger than sketches on Saturday Night Live, and Mike Myers and Dana Carvey will first catapult to movie stardom. To celebrate the birthday of cinema history's most excellent comedy, the Hayden Orpheum Picture Palace in Cremorne, Sydney is putting on a special screening on Friday, February 10th at 9pm. All tickets are 12 bucks. Seeing Wayne's World with the crowd was the most incredible night of my life, and seeing it in one of Australia's most beautiful cinemas will only make it feel all the more special. Cameron and I will be there goofing it up, party time excellence guaranteed, Friday, February 10th at 9pm, all tickets are 12 bucks at the Hayden Orpheum in Cremorne in Sydney. Ticket links in the podcast description, guys. Party on. It's my check, it's my check, the podcast Hello, horny babies, and even more importantly, hello to all the Waniacs out there in the Mike Check Republic. You're listening to Mike Check with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos, the only podcast where two comedians go through the entire filmography of our hero, Mike Myers. My name is Alexi Toliopoulos. I'm Cameron James, and today is not so much about going through all the films of Mike Myers, but focusing in on one or two of the most iconic Mike films. I mean, this is this is a Wayne's World app. Yes. To celebrate the 25th anniversary of Wayne's World, we're looking at it again with a fresh set of eyes. I'm so excited about this one, guys, because, uh, look, 25 years, that's a long time. It's a quarter of a century. It's as old as Alexi is. Yes, that's true. I am but a spring chicken. And it's important to look back at this time and figure out why a film has such a lasting legacy, mm-hmm. especially a comedy, especially a Mike comedy. So we needed a fresh set of eyes, as Alexi said, and uh, a fresh set of ears and a fresh set of lips. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did those lips flap in a beautiful way, in a way that allowed voice to come out of it. We got a very cool guest on for this episode. I'd say it was a dream guest of ours from yes. the beginnings of this podcast. Someone that we had hoped and dreamed would come and join us. And we were we had a little bit of a tease last year when this special someone gave us a shout out on their radio show 
And we got a few more Waniacs join us from that. Maybe you're one of those people that discovered this kooky little show from that from that <laughs> experience. And maybe some of you are first-time listeners. And uh, this will be a good one for you to jump in on because it's all about Mike Check. And it is with a very special guest, Hamish Blake. I'm so pumped yes. that we had him on. I, In a way, it made me worried because uh, Hamish and Andy was the first podcast I ever listened to. And for us to get to this point in our journey, it felt too much like the end and that <laughs> that my life would just end at this point. It's like, well, great. Now anything can happen. My story arc is complete. The cycle <laughs> is done. And there's no reason to be around anymore. Well, can I say something to put you at ease, Lex? Mm-hmm. This is not the end for you. This is merely the beginning of your journey. Really? No, I guess I if, we, if we meet Mike is when I really should start worrying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a great app. It's very funny, full of lots of personal stories, uh, all of us reflecting on our experience with this film. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it and chat to us afterwards. But for now, kick back and stay horny. Shawing. How are you going, Lexi? I'm very horny, baby. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> horny. I know why you're horny, because it's the 25th anniversary of Wayne's World. Showing. Yeah, that's why you're horny? Um, well, unrelated, but it's close enough. It's part of the horniness, yeah. I imagine. And we figured, you know, we've got to talk about it, because 25 years, it's a legacy film now. It's up there with Star Wars as the franchise. Star Wars. <laughs> Star still is. Yeah. <laughs> so we figured, why not get into it with a, a very funny man? And acclaimed Waniac, dare I say it. Please welcome to the podcast, Hamish Blake. How are you going? Swing, swing. How are you, gentlemen? It's oh, bloody good to be good. here. And can I just say, this is a real honour to be part of wow. not only the podcast, mm. but the Wayne's World episode. Because, full disclosure, uh, we have been talking about this for a little while mm-hmm. um, since I came across you guys probably 10 episodes of the podcast ago. Mm. And yep. you set aside Wayne's World. Like, just just popped it aside for me to yeah. go, when we can make our calendars line up. You guys are the busy ones, but I've just been in a holding pattern. Look, we've been flat out. I've yeah. just been driving around these studios, <laughs> refueling when I need to, just <laughs> waiting for you to call me on in on I've target. I've had so many meetings. Alexi's been in and out of oh, casting calls, yeah. I believe. If you could look at me while you're talking, Steve, just playing around on your Palm Pilot, because <laughs> I, know, I know you're a really busy guy. I really appreciate that, because we're here. We're here to focus on Wayne's World. But I'm really... I mean, this is perfect timing. We're two yeah, weeks it out. it truly is. The big two. Five for exactly. Wayne and Garth and Cassandra. And, and of Cassandra. course, Cassandra, like she's the main one. And Rob Lowe, of course. And Rob Lowe. And uh, whoever played Phil. <laughs> we, never, <laughs> we never really saw too much out. of again. <laughs> or all the rest of the guys that hung out uh, hung out with Wayne and Garth. The, like the cameraman, the sound guy, like the rest of the guys. Uh, the and then the show. dude, the only one that can headbang out of all of them, whose name I can't remember. Terry. Terry. There we go. I like Good Terry. Talk. Terry was a good guy. So, like, I don't know if this sort of, uh, if this is flying in the face of the spirit of things, but. I was tossing out whether or not to re-watch Wayne's World. It's probably been two or three years since I watched it yeah. last. I mean, I would have seen it ten, a dozen times over the journey. Ten dozen times? Ten That's dozen a lot. Times. I like to get... Uh, it's called a greedy baker's yeah. dozen. It's, a hundred, <laughs> it's 120. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, pretty soon, 120 times. Uh, <laughs> all of 2004, I just watched it every third day. Wow, congratulations. So, yeah, I mean, so it's kind of... It's burnt in. But Was that for a project? Was that for a gap year? For fun. <laughs> this was just me. Uh, Andy went on a gap year without me, so I stayed at home just sadly watching Wayne's World every day. Uh, watching two guys who were still friends, Wayne and Garth, thinking about me and Andy's relationship. Yeah, brutal. But, so I'm, I've I've gone off 
memory a little bit. Yeah. Because for, to me, it was like, well, for, I was I was born in 81, so I think it came out in 92. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I was 11 years old, and it was just like, it was the first time that I went, oh my God, like a film can be so funny. Like a film oh, can yeah. be so funny that all you do all day at school yeah. for the year mm. is ask people if they have any Grey Poupon <laughs> and you don't even know the reference because the internet wasn't invented. So we had no idea that was a joke about a mustard ad. A type of mustard. But a type of mustard. <laughs> poupon is a funny word. <laughs> well, that's, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's what I wanted to ask. All right. And we tie it into the start of every episode by asking our guests what their relationship to Mike is. But right. specifically, you're in comedy. I want to know how did Mike influence mm. you as someone who does comedy. I looked at Mike and went, you know, he's a guy that can morph into some of, realistically, the most famous comedy characters of all time. Yeah. And I just looked at him and went, I, I, I can't do that. I'll go a different branch. <laughs> I think I might do radio. <laughs> what an amazing character actor. Anyway, I wonder if radio stations are hiring. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, like, especially Wayne's World. Because, yeah. again, I didn't know about Saturday Night Live. Like, mm. we didn't know any of the history. And then you... Like, when Wainsworth came out, it was like... I don't reckon I had that moment again till Anchorman, really, where you were like, here's a film that just... You, you can't get enough of. You it's, can't... Like, we just said, we just talked about it all year. Yeah. We, and it was this weird thing because, like, people don't tell you this film's coming. Again, when you're 11, like, you don't know. Like, mm. films... It's just exciting to be out of the house and eat some popcorns. We didn't know it was going to be incredible. But then, I remember, like, 10 or 15 minutes into it... Just that feeling of going, oh my God, every scene is funny. <laughs> Mum, this is so good. Like, are you watching this? And Mum's just sitting there wishing she had a phone so she could just play on it during Wayne's World. But Mum's in- inventing the smartphone. In just her sitting. Mind. Yeah, she was doing, like, she had a soldering iron out. And then she was making a rudimentary smartphone. But at the time, it was impressive. But I remember just, yeah, it was it, so influen- influence wise. Like, mm. I think it was that thing of just going. And and I didn't even know like I, it wasn't until I grew up that I realised Dana Carvey was just also a hilarious great actor. Oh yeah. In fact, probably for the five years after Wayne's but I was like, God, you never like what happened to that Garth guy? Who's <laughs> <laughs> that actor that played Garth? He was so lucky that Mike Myers yeah, came along just and just threw him a huge bone because we all you know Mike Myers he's gone off and done Austin Powers, but who's this, this poor old Garth guy? He's probably just like playing small town fairs, doing Garth signings and stuff. So. It was that, but I think it was that thing going, man, they're having fun. Like, yeah. do you know what? I reckon that was the first for me. Like, these guys are having heaps of fun doing this film. Yeah. That looks like good it fun. oozes fun. It oozes joy. There's like fun and joy in every single scene. Yeah. Nothing ends on a sour note. Even the scene when Garth and Wayne break up. Yeah. The very next scene, they get back together. There's like a 40 you second can't break. Hang up. out in that sadness, not in this beautiful world of Aurora, Illinois. <laughs> Again, a reference I had no idea about. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, is Aurora cool? Like, <laughs> as a kid living in suburban Melbourne. That's a thing, right? We were just like, <laughs> Delaware. Yeah, that sucks. Who would want to go there? Yeah. <laughs> it went realistic. I was like, that sounds amazing. I'd love to go to America. I'd it's... really love to go to Delaware. <laughs> it's so weird because now when you watch this film as an adult, you understand that Wayne and Garth aren't cool dudes and that's part of the joke. Oh, but as a kid, you're like, I, I was so lost on me. are the coolest dudes ever. Let me start by giving you a list of the things that I didn't understand the reference to, but I still oh, were hilarious. Do. Like, yeah, first of all, I didn't I had no idea of the subculture that they were meant to be parodying. Oh, I just thought like they were the just metal guys. Head and yeah. metal, yeah. I, I just thought they were just guys hanging out and there'll be and just, just older guys, like slightly older. I also didn't know that they're probably like twenty. Like yeah. I was gonna ask you, how old are they supposed to be? I, I, I thought as a kid, I was like, Well, these guys are like 
30. Yeah, like, yeah. Sure, like grown sure. men who would just still hang out. They're at the prime of their careers. They've got a TV show. They must be but pretty the, old. But the pubes question kept yeah. sort of coming back yeah. into my head because, you know, Garth has only just got pubes yeah. in the film. So I'm like, he, it, 30 is too weird. So it has to be sort of like... For that joke, to, for that joke to not be yeah a, a modern anomaly, but back then as well, like people moved out of home early. Maybe they're yeah, like so twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're like little it's rascals. You're in your age, which for me in year seven was pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. but I remember because I didn't have pubes when I saw the film. <laughs> so yeah. again, that was another no. thing I didn't understand. I was like, it doesn't have pubes, man. This what a jerk. What like, up? <laughs> I was sitting there going, yeah. oh my god, like are my friends <laughs> turning to pubes? camera and telling <laughs> the camera of our life that I don't have pubes? Definitely another thing I didn't get. But I think they're they're probably like in their twenties. It must be. I think they're supposed mm. to be, because I mean, in on the show, right? On, on SNL, was yeah. he a, in high school? Was that a thing? Uh, I think they started out that he was in high school. Right. So I did a little bit of research, and the well, makes one of us. So yeah, well done. I'm <laughs> that's like, to hear it. <laughs> the first appearance on SNL was on February eighteenth, nineteen eighty nine. It was an episode hosted by Leslie Nelson. Gotcha. The late yeah. great. All right. Oh no. I just found out now. <laughs> Did you oh, just find no. out Leslie oh, Nelson that... passed away? Oh, Did really? I just didn't know that <laughs> yeah. he was... Oh, yeah. We'd like to dedicate this podcast to a yeah. good friend and wonderful influence. And a probable Waniac. El um... Nelson. <laughs> yeah. He really... I mean, Waniac wouldn't exist without Leslie Nelson. To Les, yeah. everyone. Hey, guys. To Les. There's going to be a, a included Cheers. in the podcast 19 minutes of silence to recognise so... all 19 Leslie mm-hmm. Nelson films. Can you just double check? He did yeah. 19 films. I... Uh, Dead on, 19. <laughs> Absolutely 19 films. Uh, so it was perhaps the most popular sketch and it recurred 19 times in the oh. in Mike Myers. Another <laughs> 19 out. reference. All right, this is this is Now this is fairly Illuminati. <laughs> too many, too many quids. I'm feeling a little chill right now in my spine, which is crazy because this room is boiling. Pretty hot. And, and, <laughs> yeah, but you do have sensitive teeth. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is something we're talking about off air. Yeah, it, from can, earlier. it can trigger. It yeah. can and trigger a chill. A chill. <laughs> and one of uh, one of the sketches that I saw as well included Ed O'Neill as a driver's ed teacher. So a lot of yeah, these right. early episodes are about them interviewing people from their lives on their cable access show. Yeah, so right. one the first episode is uh, they bring on some guy who's just a boss at an office nearby, and then it's revealed that it's Garth's dad very early on <laughs> in the interview, <laughs> and it's brilliant. So it's kind of is that 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 time where you're kind of stuck between high school and moving on, and I think that's kind of what that whole that whole feel of the film is, and the whole vibe of Waynesville in general is that like suburban. Uh, uh, suburban feeling of being kind of trapped in, but also starting to feel that freedom around you. Yeah, yeah. All right, that makes sense. That ages them. Then I think, yeah, carbon dates them probably about 21. Yeah, so the, the answer, the film 21. 21 took years us, old. took us a little yeah, while to get there. Imagine if it was 19. Oh, too oh. much. There'd be another 19 minutes of silence. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I would have freaked out. But also the kind of, the, where Wayne was developed, it was developed in Canada, Mike Myers' hometown of Scarborough, Ontario. Right. And I've been reading Mike Myers' biography at the moment called Canada. Wonderful book, guys. It's just called Canada. Yeah, it's called Canada. It's about him being a patriot. His his biography is called Canada. Yeah, there's no Mike in the title. <laughs> there's no yeah Mike Mike family or something. No, it's like, just called Canada. He's it's a Canadian story. He's the I guess. But is he's there what a Canada colon is. like Canada colon the Mike Myers? No, I think it's called Canada by Mike Myers. Right, and it's only about him mainly. <laughs> Canada, from the view of one of its citizens, who may or may not be Mike Myers. 
That's that is it. so ballsy, isn't it? That's but who it. who else could do that? I don't know. Well, probably Alanis, um, you Ryan know, Reynolds probably Ho- Ho- like Hoags could do uh, yeah. Australia. Yeah. I'd read that as as thought of by uh, by Paul Hogan. Oh, hopefully, that becomes a national anthem one day. They translate that whole book just into <laughs> yeah. what truly should be the national anthem. I started painting the bridge and I ended up a celeb. Cheers, I'm Hogs. There you go. That's, that's actually that would be a really beautiful gift yeah. if he gave us a short national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Ro- written well, on a coaster. In 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 Wayne's world, you know, they play roller hockey a lot yeah. mm. in the street, in the hangout in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Another thing I didn't like. As a 12-year-old, mm. we have no concept of roller hockey being, oh, the thing you do when you can't get to the ice rink. Yeah. Uh, again, in suburban Melbourne in the 90s, <laughs> was not just a thing where we're like, oh my God, they're just like us. <laughs> but it, I kind of blame Wayne's World for a bit of a dark chapter. Really? A dark eight years in my life, because we watched Wayne's World and we were like, and this was like first year of high school, and mm. there was a bunch of us who were like, oh man, they, they play roller hockey. They rollerblade. Mm. Rollerblading's cool. And I, if I can, like, how old are you guys? Like, uh, 29. 29, all right. So I'm, I got, 25, I'm young. Okay, I got 10 years on you. Yeah. It seems crazy now. I feel like I'm talking about the Clone Wars. Yeah. It seems <laughs> crazy now, but there was a time in the early 90s where we didn't know which way it would go, whether roller really? blading or skateboarding would be the preferred wheeled choice of transport. Well, you, you, got, you got Jurassic as the icon of the blade. There was a yeah. lot of hype. I mean, now history is written the by the winners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> skateboarders, Tony Hawk and his cronies have written exactly. history. But back then, rollerblading was a legitimate option to be cool. And Wayne's World added fuel That's to that true. fire. And I foolishly uh, chose the plastic booted (laughs) way of of bladers. Did you have to wear like all the protective gear? You bet I did because mum wouldn't let me out without it. But I also went to like specialist. You had to go to ice hockey stores of which there was like there was one. There was one hockey. There's like a hockey centric shop in Melbourne, which is obviously for grass hockey. Yeah. But if you ask them, they'll stock some ice hockey stuff. Just for you. And I think, looking back as a 12-year-old, I thought I was doing a pretty good job of convincing them I played ice hockey. Oh, my God. I just want some gloves and a stick so I can play roller hockey in the street with these two other guys that went to my first high school that were into it. Then I moved high schools. Oh, no. (laughs) The chances of rolling into school (laughs) and finding some more roller hock buddies Actually rolling into school as well. (laughs) Yeah, and I had to change high school again because <laughs> you do not turn up to high school and rollerblades and then after several day more rollerblade turn ups on day one um, I was homeschooled for the rest of my high school okay. and so I blame Wayne's World uh, for falsely showing me that that would be a cool thing to do with friends again we didn't know they were like that like, they'll make fun of that stuff yeah well we didn't we thought they were cool like we didn't mm. know that they like these guys would not be considered cool in their environment yeah. by their peers necessarily mm. like they weren't jocks but we kind of thought they were the coolest guys in the world. I think part of it as well is like with the influence of this film, it's not so many people have become, gone on to that have loved this film, gone on to be in comedy or uh, chosen that as a field. It's more like they become those guys. And I think that's what we're seeing now is that yeah. all we wanted to do was be those guys. Well, in a way, like we also, in, in terms of like how did it influence me, like the first thing we ever did on TV was a Channel 31 show yeah. in Melbourne, mm. which is eerily similar to Wayne's World. Cable 10 um, access. I don't want to jump around too much in the narrative here, but and I don't think I'm talking out of school, but yeah. the very, like, our sort of first transition into TV was odd. Like, we did a show called Radio Karate, which was like a sketch show. Mm. We didn't know what we were doing. Just me and Andy and two other buddies of ours, Ryan and Dunk, mm-hmm. and then Tim, who's another friend of ours, who, who was, like, produced and directed it. So there was five of us, and 
they were like, yeah, you guys can have a slot. You can have six half-hour episodes on mm. Channel 31. We're like, this is huge, guys. This is like, you know, this is the weird for us to be peaking so young. Yeah. Uh, we're 19, but life will never get better than this. Like, this is 19, our show. There it is again. Oh, no. Just, I mean, I, I did that one. So. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I, don't know, I remember I caught the 1-9 tram. Which, oh, hang on a second. 1-9. That equals 19. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> then we... But we did this show for six episodes and we didn't know like we didn't know what to put on a show. Like it was mm. weird because we got a TV show and we just thought, Great, we've got a TV show. Now we can do whatever. But we just just made like we just did sketches, we just did weird like we just did anything that would fill up that half an hour. But bizarrely it came along at a time when Channel Seven had their own sketch show, a show called Big Bite. This oh, is back yeah. in two thousand three, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, big fan, big bite. Big, big fan, big bite. Chris, Chris Lilly, Lilly. Yeah. original Unamuno, the Mr. G. Yeah. Original yeah. Mr. G incarnation. So Channel 7 had gone, all right, we're going to go again with Big Bite, but we're going to change it. We're going to, like, you know, keep half the cast and mix it up a bit. Yeah. This was unbeknownst to us. Then they came to our little our show on um, Channel 31 called Radio Karate. And they're like, hey, you know, there's four of you guys on, arbitrarily going, well, there's Brian, Hamish, Dunk, yep. and Andy. Like, you guys just come in. We need, like, a duo. We're going to, like, two people, like, do, come and do two-handers. And they just arbitrarily went, well, you know, Hamish, you go with Andy and do this script. And then Ryan, you go dunk and, like, just try out for this, you know. We're, we're rejigging this show. At yeah. this stage, we didn't know it was big. But anyway, we went on. We did a little bit of that. And then, like, yeah, great. Hamish and Andy, would you like to kind of, like, you guys could be, like, maybe the 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 host guys and you got this other cast oh rotating around you. But we we're like, this is so weird. They're like, so what are we on a TV show now? And they're like, we would like to offer you guys, I'm not making this up. <laughs> they're like, to kind of like, and then Ryan and Dunk, you come on as well as actors and like to help yeah. run the show. Um, if, if you sign on and bring like some of the sketches and stuff you did it on Channel 31, we'll give you $5,000. <gasps> That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's massive. Yeah. And then they sort of left the meeting and we were jumping around the car like, you're like, we got $5,000. <laughs> it was exactly that Wayne's World. Uh, we got $5,000. Wow. And so that's literally, that's sort of how we ended up at Channel 7. Then, so we thought it was still going to be called Big Bite. Then it was called Fast Food for a while. Yeah. Then it was called like... Don't tell me it was called Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> well, then two weeks before it went to air, they were like, look, none of these names work. We're like, yeah, definitely. Fast Food's terrible. <laughs> Like, what? Like the names were so bizarre. Our favorite one was it was they wanted to put it on Sunday night. Yeah, and our favorite name for it was Sunday nights. All right for fighting as well. Oh, <laughs> that troll, is good. Which is a, like at that stage we were like, that's good. That like that'll shake up the establishment. Yeah. Not realizing that if you're in Channel Seven at like seven thirty yeah. at night, you can't call a show <laughs> Sunday nights. All right for fighting as well. <laughs> It's like, and then they were like, well, we'll just call it Hamish and Andy as a placeholder because yep. you guys will sort of like be some of the cast. Mm. And that's just how it That's just how it became. Then it became called Hamish and Andy. It was a boutique hit. Um, you know, they were like, we want to do 100 eps. So like, let's just give mm. everyone six and yeah. keep this scarce and special. Mm. And they went, all right, great. No worries. It actually works well for us because it's not ratings. <laughs> well, we have a deal. Uh, and then that, that was over. But it, 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 like, it was a massive oh, Wayne's World. And it, even on the set... It felt like it just felt like we were... Was it like a living room? Yeah, they tried to kind of make it a little bit like our Like the 31 show. Like the 31 show, but it was in the Channel 7 studios where prices were... Oh, Where Deal or No Deal was. It was massively Wayne's World. Yeah. And it just was... 
like you know, it was when they like commercialized the Wayne's yeah. World oh. theme song. Did like, you have a Noah party on Wayne and party on Andy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had no. <laughs> I mean, this is now we're veering off Wayne's yeah. World. We didn't even have a Noah's Arcade as a sponsor. <laughs> this is my favorite bit of the whole yeah. experience to give you an idea of <laughs> what were we doing on TV. We were twenty one at the yeah. time, and we were yeah. like, they put us in suits because they thought like that would make. Like 40 year olds go, oh, who are these men? Yeah. <laughs> With high voices. Hey, a couple of men hosting company shows. It's pretty good. These are my peers. Oh, blood but shows it, on. Oh, a couple of, uh, I expect they'll be doing some stuff about their kids and finding the right high schools too because these are men. So we're standing there in suits and just shitting ourselves for this yeah. whole thing. And there's this one segment called, again, like, we just tried to fill up our commercial, our community TV show with anything because we didn't know what to do. But then we got to commercial TV and we're like, oh, that's just what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Commercial TV too. Like, what can we put in this? So they had a segment called Australian Idiot, which is kind of exactly the X Factor. But it was like, can hmm. you do... It was all the joke. It's the, you know, they go uh, heart-wrenching, yeah. heart-wrenching mm. joke guy with dogs or like yeah. heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching, here's a guy that can do a uh, helicopter noise. Mm. But it was all the dogs and helicopter noise things. No one knew about it because again, no social media, so no way of going. Hey guys, audition for this thing. So that, so you had to build that hype on air during the episode with the you know half a million people that were watching to try and go. You know, we're coming to your state. We're, we're auditioning. We're auditioning for Australian <laughs> idiot, and we're like, we're like, you know, we got great prizes. Like, so you know, make sure you get down, and get to the town hall, and come on audition kind of thing. And we said to the executive in charge, we're like, do we have a sponsor? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> so then we're like. We get given before we go on air one night this sheet with the sponsor stuff. Yeah. And we're like reading on the, the, like it comes up on this card, like next to the camera. Because we couldn't do auto cue either because we both just panicked. And we, it was distracting. So <laughs> they we had do cards. move really fast. We had, yeah, it's too fast. Hey, yeah. hey, Carol, slow it down. Yeah. <laughs> too many coffees, Carol. So sh- they held up the, we're like, oh, great, we got a prize. And we're like, hey, if you, uh, if you win Australian Idiot, you get, uh, like, old Panasonic TV, like <gasps> a, um, not like not a plasma back then, but it would have been a, like nice, a, tube a flat screen a tube, nice like a crisp Ooh. quality, oh, yeah. and a, there was a DVD player for second prize. I Stuck think. in there in VCV. the TV. Yeah, that's VCV. What was yeah. my it was like funniest <laughs> videos prize back, but separated. Out. Okay, <laughs> and so after the and it like these big logos for like I think actually I think it was JVC maybe one. Let's just say it was Panasonic. Big logos are coming out of Panasonic and stuff on on stage, and like we mm. kind of cut to an infomercial about how good the TV is. So I came up and I said to the executive, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty good." Like, hoping I guess to get some sort of indication, we weren't like really gutting the network. And we yeah. Were, like, oh yeah, totally yeah. embarrassing. I was like, "That's cool that Panasonic came on board and they want to be into it." They goes, "No, nah, no, nah, we um." We had to buy it. Like we have to, we've had to go and buy all those prizes. Oh, oh, no. said, then why did we do a big ad for Panasonic? Because we want people to think the show's good enough that they would give us prizes. Oh. <laughs> so we're going down to like JB Hi-Fi, buying all these prizes, and then put, doing ads for Panasonic to make it wow. look like we would be popular enough. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guys with Panasonic are sitting at home going, we didn't, what, what are they doing? Yeah. We didn't pay for that. Like, you like, did someone give this dumb show a TV? You fake sold we out. Fake, we pretended <laughs> to sell out yeah. to look popular, which in Channel 7's head is like a cool way of that's looking popular. That's what you got to do. That's right. And you can be driving around this snazzy Kia. That's right. The guys at Kia can't get enough of this show. And they're just chucking cars at us because we're the number one comedy world show right now. And Kia put out an ad saying, Please stop we're mentioning it. No, no way associated with, with that. A, cease and dis- a public cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, so I wish we had a Noah's Okay. At the time, did you realise that you were in Wayne's World? Yes, the whole time we were really? just like... Especially because like, we came with our buddies from Community TV. But then there were like, you know, eight other cast members 
who rightly so was sort of like, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, I don't know. We, I don't know what we're doing here. I certainly don't know what's called Amish and Andy. Chris Lilly <laughs> rightly was like, well, I think I might have the only funny thing on this show. So <laughs> I'm doing Mr. G. I'm just going off by myself to film it. And we're like, yeah, great. Do you want any help? It's like, nope. No, I got this. I'm like, nah, fair cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, we would have like, literally, we'd cut from a fake mm. Panasonic infomercial and be like, and let's see what Mr. G is doing now. Like, you know, one of the great comedy characters yeah. to ever be developed. So a weird mishmash. Um, but the whole time we're out the back just going, this is, this is weird. It's this, like this, this isn't fun. The two worlds of Mike Myers colliding. Because Mr. G's more of like, not an Austin Powers type, but mm. I always think of Chris Lilly as our Mike Myers. Yeah. And you're our Wayne and Garth. Real life. <laughs> the <laughs> real life, <laughs> real life Wayne and Garth. Garth. No, we need it. Um, if I could take this um, this moment, though, to give a shout out to my dad, who always kind of gets words wrong. One of his great quotes of all time, when I was young around that time, he, he, I made him see Wayne's World with me again at the cinemas. Like, mm. I made him take me. Yeah. And to be cool, I had a friend over after school mm. um, shortly after seeing it. And Dad sort of came into my bedroom and we were like hanging out, and he was like, you know, guys, oh, you know, something like I'm going to the video store. Do you want to come come here? I said, no, no, we're we're cool hanging out here. <laughs> Exit the room. He's like, all right, well, party on Wayne, party on Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> my friend's name um, was Tim, so, no, so not even a chance for Dad to go. Ah, I'm just doing it because he called Gareth. <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to Noel. Oh, that's great. But he's also, you know, he's he's he just can't remember words quite mm. accurately. So like. Instead of Macaulay Culkin, like he'll say, Corky McCorky. Like <laughs> so he gets the centre part of every it word. Really right. gets, he really gets all the ends. It's like he's just le- it's like he's learning English just off sounds only. Yeah, he, sound doesn't really, he doesn't he doesn't really yeah. kind of equate it to any meaning. So actually, Party on Gareth was pretty close for Dad. And speaking of Party on Gareth, guys, let's talk about the catchphrases from yes. this film. Huge, huge. And how many of them are still around today? Obviously, Party on. Obviously. Who, who owned No Way? I know. Was it was it Wayne's World that owned No Way, or was it Bill and Ted? Because like it was kind of like yeah, it's around the same era. Like, so you're our stats man. Like who All came right, out let's first? Go. I um, reckon. I think I don't know. There's no internet on this laptop at the moment, so I it's can't a paint tell you. On it's laptop. a 1992 yeah. laptop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, it is a Dell, and uh, <laughs> I haven't plugged it into the Ethernet. But we had to yet. buy it to pretend yeah. that <laughs> Dell would love the podcast so much they would be donating Dells, <laughs> or even the word "not." Like, did yeah. not that come about. Was Wayne's World? I that was them. Hundred percent. This is yeah. this. Check this out. These are all the reviews that came out at the time. This is from the Toronto Sun. A good idea for a movie. Not. Oh, come on. Dude. Hey, you can't use their jokes against <laughs> the Star them. Yeah. You can't shoot a cop with his own gun. <laughs> like, a surefire Oscar winner and destined to become a Hollywood classic. <laughs> okay. Not. This is not cool. The Village Voice. Not. That's all their reviews Okay. Said. And then. So people hated it. I was insane that people hated it, yet they were still quoting it because it's the best, most quotable yeah. movie of all time. That's, <laughs> it's, that's incredible that, like. But, I mean, it certainly brought not to our attention. Like, oh, maybe totally. it was happening in America at the time. Yeah. But that's, that was like the. Back then, that was the prize. If you were the comedy thing that could go global, mm. even if. That was like a popular saying in America. If you mm. were the first person to bring it to Australia, like yeah. we would just give you all the credit because we don't have the internet. We yeah. don't know <laughs> that other people are doing that joke. And that's kind of what you were saying before about how you started playing roller hockey and everything like that because of Wayne. I reckon there's a whole generation of people, especially Australian people, mm-hmm. who saw what Wayne and Garth were doing and just thought that was actually cool. American youth. And then became, yeah. and then became that for real. We I, definitely, yeah. definitely, we had a donut. I lived near the Glen in Melbourne, in Glen Waverley. Um, 
and that's the, sorry, the Glens are shopping yeah. centre. Just like shout out to anyone. Kind nice, of like rock, nice. We're actually out. not so, actually sponsored by the Glen, so, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but we'd love <laughs> for people to think we were big enough for the Glen to if, be kicking in some coupons at <laughs> the food court. <laughs> and there was uh, there was a Donut King at the Glen, mm. um, and uh, we definitely hung out at Donut King. Try to re- like attempt to recreate having the fact, a muck around with the donuts, having to re- recreate the fact that you could go and hang out at donut places, and that was cool because again, yeah. that's yeah. Well. I think that's what kind of made this film so special as well is that the people that made it, the three big shots that made, I would say Penelope Spheris, the director, Mike Myers who plays Wayne, if you don't know this by now, <laughs> and Lord Michaels, a producer, hell of a Cassandra, yeah, <laughs> they all they were all. Their business was so to be on to make sure they were on the cutting edge of culture for the last like ten years at least. Big time. And so by the time they got to this point, the mainstream culture had just caught up with them. So this film, like it comes out like a bloody bullet out of a gun hole, just straight into their heads, <laughs> oh, into the heads of well, audience. Someone served in the military, or at least had a little bit of time in the NCIS ballistics lab. Unbelievable! Yeah. Bullet out of a gun. I hole. mean, can you explain that to the layperson? Well, so the the way the gun works is you've got the handle, and that's got the trigger on it as well. Okay, so you squeeze the trigger, and it pulls back. Uh, or cocks, if you will. Oh, it's not true. Okay. Yeah. Going. So you squeeze that, and it pulls back this uh, a little uh, hammer, yep, yep. and it's once it hits, there's a bullet inside the hammer hits, it and it shoots the bullet forward out of the gun hole. Hey, how you gonna get that bullet out of that gun? I tell you, what's the fastest, easiest yeah. way? Shoot it out of the gun hole. That's the only way it works. And if you need to use the bullet again, you have to shoot it at the ground, and then you can pick it back up and chuck it back in. Again. Definitely not true. Yeah. But, but one of the big, again, in mil- if anyone listening is into military history, like, don't yeah. you reckon one of the huge turning points in like weaponry was when they started putting the gun hole in? Yeah, it, and it cut down so, on like so many accidents that were happening yeah. with guns and so many backfires and people so many were people just get, hitting people with their so guns. many people getting their hands blown off oh, because yeah. like that bullet was just always trapped in there and yeah. they knew they were like it seems so obvious in hindsight now like let's put a hole in it like let's <laughs> let's That's get that bullet thing. out and use it as its own weapon. But for a while, they're like, people just blowing their hands off. Because there used to only be one gun hole, and then you had to put the bullet in, push it down with the gun pole, and then you could shoot it out. But now there's two holes. (laughs) One at the bottom, (laughs) that you could chuck it back in. (laughs) I would love to do a spin-off podcast, which is your knowledge of weapons. (laughs) Especially the bit where you shoot a bullet into the dirt and use it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's the last episode where we actually go to a gun register and just go, yeah, well, I know all this now. Let's Let's give it a big bash. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but guys, what am I going to do with a gun rack? That is what I'd like to say. Great. That's not the quote. Yeah. yeah. I got us back on track. Look at that. I'm a professional. Really good. But also, I remember that when, when Wayne's having got Stacey with that quote, again, as a kid, I was like, oh, like so many cool things in my eyes that were happening there. Like, number yeah. one, he had a girlfriend. Yeah. Number two, he didn't want her. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The concept of a girl, that concept was foreign to me yeah. it still is foreign to me but yeah. really foreign to me till this time I was about you know mid 20s if any go, girl ever smiled at me or showed any interest I was like well con- I guess I'm in love with the her the concept of saying no to a girl <laughs> <laughs> just, I wasn't aware that was on the table as a move <laughs> because I was like if any girl's into you you just cherish that like you that's have a, to that's a double rainbow that you, you just you can't <laughs> ignore that phenomenon so the fact that he was like oh my god I was like he's broken up with her and she's a little bit crazy mm. that was super weird mm. and the fact that you because back then I think because I was like all, you know like all 11, 12 year olds like I was not as into guns as you are but yeah. at the time like you know <laughs> into action films and stuff I was like wow you like, like that's if you I wanted if you wanted you could have 
a gun rack at your house. Yeah. Like yeah. how? What adult. would you put on your gun rack? Um, yeah, probably just put some hot, like now, like only really top quality guns that had gun holes on them. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Like, <laughs> or the maybe best one of, antique one with no maybe gun one holes. of the yeah. non-hold ones, <laughs> just as a little symbol of where we've come from. Probably non-hold gun. Gun with a gun hole, then like the Nintendo Power Phaser. Yeah, of <laughs> the, course. The best gun ever. <laughs> the light gun. Yeah. The light gun. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. The light gun um, is modelled after a real gun. But like I said, there's no gun holes on that one. That one's just got a little Actually, glass a lens, on there. A little yeah, lens a little lens, lens at the end. <laughs> but again, uh, I think like playing roller hockey again with, and when Stace comes and busts her neck, like, mm. I was like, oh man, these guys are so cool just playing roller hockey yeah. and girls are yelling at them. She's such a great character as well. And I think... At the when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, whatever, she's nuts. Mm. She's a psycho host beast." And I think at the time that wasn't good for me. I really, it so you were like, good... "Note to self: Steer clear of yeah. psycho host beasts." Uh, yeah, I think so. I just like you know that probably wasn't a good thing for little boys to have that attitude. But when you watch it as an adult, I think it's a little bit more nuanced because we have all those scenes where Wayne realizes that he's the one that is making fun of this poor girl with self-esteem. You know, when he talks with Cassandra yeah. and they have those subtitles underneath, and it builds up intimacy with those characters. And also, you see, hey, Wayne's a little flawed. Yeah, and he is. But that's what we love about him. It's exactly. okay to be flawed. Do you know what? Do you know the thing that I think makes us think the scene that sticks in my mm. mind where you're like, these guys are so cool, yeah. is when they rock up to the club and they just get straight in, like oh, where they yeah, know the yeah. door guy yeah. and people have seen Wayne's world. Like, as a kid looking at you, like to have that level of just killing it in your own yeah. town, yeah. like that's why we thought they were the best guys because they were the treated like the best everywhere they go in that movie. And they, people like, recognize them. And stuff. Yeah, and girls like, are always going, "Hey, it's Wayne, it's Garth," like everywhere. And look, I don't mean to brag, but that happens to me at any open mic. Yeah, and yes, straight on. That really would be huge. I walk in Except and they go, Except unlike hey, Wayne and Garth, you totally abuse your power. Yeah, I do. I go, <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Go, oh, hey, do you want, you're not on tonight. And I go, I'm, yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm definitely. Uh, crowd surf me to the front. Yeah. Watch me do a tight hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it. He's pushed it that far. Yeah, I went for the record, the Chappelle record, yeah. and I didn't come close. <laughs> Can I say, I had, we made up in year 12, um, illegal merchandise, but merchandise nonetheless for Crucial Tort. 
Oh, really? We really? made band t-shirts for oh, Crucial wow, Talk. Wow, that's cool. You've got to dig them up. Yeah, I know. I, I wish I could. But I remember that was, this was, again, this is 1999, so yeah. early days of screen printing. So when you put a pic, and I picture of Cassandra on the front. Ooh. So when you put like a print of a photo on that has that much ink in it, it's like a really stiff <laughs> t-shirt. So you can bend forward, but the picture will stay completely flat. It was like having about a 50-page soft cover book mm. on, your, on your front. It was about that thickness. But on the back, it had, are they any good? Um, oh yeah, they can wail like it, like quotation marks. Nice. Like, but wail like whale. All those quotes, like whale and the gun oh, racks. Yeah. Like, it's all this stuff that I didn't. I don't even know what whale meant, but I would yeah. say it for years. I'd be like, yeah, man, they can wail about yeah. bands. I didn't know what the fuck it even meant. Yeah, whaling's awesome, and like, and but also just the, the all the all the babe stuff too. Yeah, like yes. Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah, baby Majora. Uh, just all just going again as a kid's hint going. Oh, that's just that's cl- like they're being clever and mm. funny and and cool, like hey. funny, sexy, cool. They <laughs> knocked all three the trifecta. Oh my god, not a bad name if us three ever start a band. <laughs> yeah, man. funny, sexy, cool. Buzz being sexy. <laughs> oh damn it! No, oh, and I'll take cool. Now we've got. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. Gunny, gunny, <laughs> yellow, yellow hat, and mug man. <laughs> Cool. But hey, that's actually a good point you've raised, right? This is something that I've only just realised recently, is that Mike's... Jo- like, the jokes in this movie, there's a weird blend between ironically bad jokes and genuinely good jokes. But some of them are awesome. They are, like, really well-written jokes. And then some of them are just Wayne saying something lame and everyone around him laughing. And, and, and also just going, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. that really was... That's, that happens about thirty times yeah. in the film, and but man, just just everyone was just like, "That's brilliant! That's terrific!" Because it's- you've captured the feeling of going, "I don't want to do that," or "I disagree with that," yeah. <laughs> in a noise, <laughs> <laughs> and also that that phase of never listening to anyone else. Yeah, and just making a noise to pretend that you are. <laughs> yeah, totally. I read this quote from Mike where he said, uh, Wayne was based on me years ago. What you see on screen is what I used to do as a teenager, hiking my underwear up, the crack of my ass, rolling my stomach, and all that other intellectual stuff. Did he hump a mummy? <laughs> Did he talk about humping, humping a mummy? Humping mummies <laughs> came from all the stuff that I would do in kitchens at parties to impress girls. And you want to know something that'll surprise you? It worked. Oh, that's a genuine on. quote from Mike. That's good, and he probably had that same pause for effect there. <laughs> yeah, well, because <laughs> all the stuff I did to impress girls, you want to know a little something that won't surprise you? It didn't work, <laughs> especially the rollerblading. <laughs> but the other, the other, the other cool thing about like, especially with Cassandra, like, man, she hmm. like music was music as big a deal in the SNL sketches as it is. On the film, yeah, there were like there Aerosmiths were... in one, right? Yeah, yeah. Aerosmith. but even like no, I thought, metalheads. I thought for ten years that Bohemian Rhapsody was a song written for the film. Really, oh, I at least thought it was current from that time because mm. I had the Wayne's World cassette, the mm. soundtrack cassette, and it's the first song. Yeah, and I was just like, listen to this crazy song. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's going everywhere. It doesn't care who it is. Sometimes it's opera. Sometimes it's rock. It's like eight minutes long. <laughs> there sounds like there's about 15 different guys on it. <laughs> Beelzebub, fun fact, mum, I don't know if you know, is a kind of a friend of Satan. So that's that reference there, which I thought was so smart for knowing when I was a kid. But I played it. I remember playing it all the time around the house. And I don't. my, my parents never corrected me to go, actually, this is a pre-existing yeah. phenomenon. But I also remember listening to it going, this should be on the radio. Like, people should know about this song. It shouldn't just be a movie song. <laughs> like, it's a really good song. I thought I was... Uh, I now realise, uh, as I'm older, like, my wife has this joke with me, like, I do get onto music really late. Yeah. I'm so unconfident with knowing what's good music. 
that will take me sometimes. Like I'm just getting into Tame Impala now, and, and oh. telling and telling people to like look out for them. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I got into Jagged Little Pill. Like I heard Alanis Morissette sort of like mid thousands and went, look, I think she's good. I think she's nice. A- I've got to check her out. Check her out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to steal Molly Meldrum's gig, but yeah, have a give it a spin. I think you'll like it. Alanis Morissette's uh, autobiography, Canada, is coming out very <laughs> soon. Also Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Some more Canada. Canada also. That'd be cool. <laughs> kind of like your show. Sunday nights are up for fighting. <laughs> as well. As well. <laughs> but yeah, no, music was, yeah, music yeah. was a massive, massive... T- even like not playing Stairway to Heaven. I didn't know, I had no idea what Stairway to Heaven was. And especially because yeah. the version that we've ever seen in this country, they don't have Stairway to Heaven as part of it. It's just like a fake riff that they had to put in. Yeah, they could I not get the that. rights. Because he starts playing... It goes... Which is not... Listen, I'm a big music head. Hey. Yeah, right. And then they go, hey, read the sign. Yeah. Which I loved as a gag. And I would which, again, say that... I didn't that understand Say What I Heaven, but I was like, yeah. oh, specific sign. There's just so many things that I would say for years that I just didn't know what they were in reference to. Yeah. Like, no stairway denied, or, hey, a lot of people's girlfriends are in there. Or just yeah. like, that's from two. But still, just so many things that I would say. And then now I'm like, oh, that was a reference to fucking... To sex. And sex. All right, the yeah. two two big jokes that I like mm. howled at. Mm. Best just, jokes. Just do you want to know? This is more f- pretending to understand the joke. Okay. okay. This is more just like I was so in love with the film and anything they said that even when it sounded like pure nonsense to me, when they get Noah on the show and on the back of the cue cards he's got this man mm. blows goats. Mm. No, like who the fuck? I mean, I was a I was eleven years old. I, <laughs> I didn't, didn't even know, know what a goat was. I didn't know about pubes. Didn't know about goat. I was like, oh, that's an ugly sheep. He's still good. I mean, I definitely knew heaps about oral sex, but I was like, that's, what's this goat? But I was like, I have I had no idea that's what that meant. Like yeah. I, I I I thought I guess it would like you know. It Maybe comes he, out his mouth, or yeah. what? like he he cleans the goat with his mouth. He blows all the <laughs> yeah. all the this stuff guy's out driveway there. is often covered in tiny goats. What and about he has a, a sphincter? Says what? Did you know what a sphincter no, was? That was I just thought that was, was bad. So funny yeah. when he when he goes, this man has no penis, right? I thought it said pennies. <laughs> And I thought it was. I thought I read that as pennies because, oh, again, as an eleven-year-old, like, where have I seen penis <laughs> yeah. written down? I know the word penis, but I'd never written it down. Like, I just wasn't aware of. Yeah, I just wasn't aware of no penis. In te- I was like, no pennies. And the, the rat is <laughs> broke. <Yeah. laughs> That's the joke. He's got no pennies. Pennies is money. It's cool to have yeah. money. He doesn't have any. This guy's broke, man. This guy's got no pennies. And it's just in your head, like, they're so clever. The guy runs an arcade. He can't even play yeah. in it. He's got no pennies. Let alone nickels or dimes. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Can I think I ask that's you, a, maybe a better joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. punched up Wayne's Worlds. <laughs> Holy shit. Can I ask you a question? Have you dared to write down the word penis yet? No, I'm still scared, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, and I still pronounce it pennies. I still say to my <laughs> wife, let's say I uh, try and slide my small pennies <laughs> into your arcade machine. <laughs> okay, that is fucking cool. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> and then she's got to joke about the arcade's closed for 10 years for repairs. I won't bore you with the details. <laughs> she goes to joke about how her personal trainer, Chad, has always put too many pennies in there. Oh, I don't really oh, understand that. Oh, <laughs> While we're talking about jokes, oh, you don't dude. understand. Like, oh, Why would Chad have pennies on him? Anyway, oh, it's man. weird. Are you okay, man? I think so. Okay. So. I've been hanging with Chad a bit. He's been really happy lately. He's awesome, man. He's a really cool guy. Um, oh, it's so, <laughs> it sucks so much about how though Chad, like, because of his He's um like he's got a real weird problem like he's got like I think it's called latitude sickness like he can't okay. train mm. uh like in Australia like he has, that's why Zoe and my wife and him have always to go to Fiji to train yeah, and stuff yeah yeah because yeah. he has to get out he's a poor guy I've yeah. never heard of the sickness before but he always has they always have to go on holidays together to train he's the guy with the really big pennies right <laughs> that's <laughs> <him>. <laughs> that's Chad. <laughs> I remember 
when uh, I thought a-, a sphincter, I thought it was like a male sphinx. Yeah, and I, I thought, thought I that was the joke, that. and I was like, "Yeah, cool sphinxes. They're real smart. They know riddles." And like, I guess that he doesn't get the riddles, and he's dumb. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he hasn't earned any pennies. Yeah, I mean, that guy really copped it real bad in our versions of it. In the real one, not so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. But um, hey, gelatinous cube. That's always yeah. I, we still use that as a reference. Like, if someone ever described, <laughs> if someone ever does a boring story, I've still got friends who'll do the old Roblo. <laughs> Gelatinous cube, love it. That is that is currently my favorite joke in the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, just Rob Lowe being really smug and pretending to laugh at everyone's jokes. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. I've grown to appreciate him more because when I was young, he's just the villain. Yeah. I just thought he was a good-looking guy. Yeah, good-looking bad guy. Yeah. Uh, they got in. And he's out. a real Chad type, is how I describe the guy. Yeah. No, Chad's cool, man. Chad's a really uh, nice guy. <laughs> Get to know him. Oh man, I'll talk to you. Go after. to Fiji this with is... him. He's oh. always going away. <laughs> <laughs> Now, here's the thing. When we started this podcast, um, we've both been a bit split on Mike Mm. Myers as far as which character we like more. I'm a Waniac through and through. Alexi, more of an Austin boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you sit on the Mike's Shrektrum? Shrektrum. You're allowed to say Shrek as well. Yeah, many people. Yeah. Like, who's ranking Shrek <laughs> over Wayne? You're allowed um, to say any. You can say Charlie McKenzie from So I Made an Axe Murderer. That's true. Fact and then that was pretty good. Yeah, um, great film. Not too many people going Love Guru. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm a Wayneyak. I gotta say, of course. Yeah, I'm a, um, I'm in the Campbell camp. Um, yeah, yeah, big time. That's good. I'm I've set up. That. I've set up camp at Campbell camp. I mean, I'm at Campbell camper. I'm oh. a happy camper. Paul, but uh, no, Campbell Camp, I think, was probably the best version of yeah, that. You hit it right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try and go back to I where think... we had schoolies and have another great holiday. Just enjoy it once and never go back. Do you think we should go and be toolies? I accidentally was a toolie last year. Oh, no. Oh, um, nice. How'd that go? Yeah, we were doing a thing on our radio show where we just wanted, we wanted to go on a band tour, um, but we don't really play instruments. Um, but we hired like a. We, this is a super long story, so I'll give you a cut version. We started a band called Cool Boys and the Frontman, mm. where we have a rotating front person every gig. Mm. We only play um, Long Way to the Top by SADC. Really I'm good song. I'm on electric drums. Yeah. Andy mm. learnt the bagpipes, and Kathleen Jack, who does our button work yeah. for us on the radio show, he can play guitar. Yeah. We needed more guitar, though, for that song uh, because it's ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's super nervous and doesn't have, like, he's like. Um, I wouldn't say it doesn't have Angus Young level yeah. stage presence. So to like <laughs> thicken out the guitar, we also had another guitar player mm-hmm. called who was so technically the gig was Cool Boys and the Frontman featuring the Hidden Agendas, and the Hidden Agendas was a sub band that played at the same time as us behind a black sheet, which was guitars like to thicken out the song. But that guy wasn't allowed to have any of the credit. <laughs> like we wanted all the kudos for being in a band. Anyway, so we start. We had a band tour from like Melbourne mm. to Byron. Just because we thought it'd be fun to go on tour, play one song, and we like would only play like existing gigs. So we played like Year mm. Ten Formal and stuff like that. But we finished in Byron. We were like, wouldn't it be cool to finish at the Beach Hotel? <laughs> and we all got so psyched, and we got a tour bus, and I made Annie's bus driver's license, and we were all really excited. And then we got to Byron and realised it was like the first of December. <laughs> we're like, oh, there's a lot of seventeen-year-olds here, <laughs> uh, and so we were accidental tourlies. But 
Which, by the way, great album name. Mm. Great album. <laughs> Especially if you could somehow get a wink in there. <laughs> One of the O's. Accidental yeah. toolies, wink. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> One of the O's is an uh, underscore instead. Yeah. yeah. Or a dash. But yeah. it was a great, hey, great gig. Um, really uh, See, because really, really when, when we started emailing you... To find out if oh, we could I get on you, this, I can't you go. said one of your emails said, "I can't do that date. I'm going to be in Byron playing. Was it electric drums? Yeah. And I thought that was such a brush off. I was like, <laughs> I just thought, I was like, oh, this guy didn't even. He's made up the worst excuse. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm a keen amateur dentist, and I'm at the Oral B conference in Cairns. <laughs> I believed it, but I'm that kind of guy. If you tell me something, I'll trust you. Hey, but le- I mean, maybe it was the addition of the word electronic. It was yeah. like when people tried too hard to be sick. <laughs> when they're calling for a sickie, it was, rather than just going, hey, I'm sick, like, I'm busy. I'm playing the electronic gun specifically <laughs> at 110 BPM, there or thereabouts. Oh, we're in Byron. We can meet you there. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're thinking Byron Bay, Australia. No, no, no. Um, um, I mean, codename Byron Bay, the military base that no one's allowed to know oh, about. That's oh. where I'm playing. Oh. question about the, the guns. Military so they have gun holes. Yeah, <laughs> they do now. <laughs> too many hook hands floating around. <laughs> but I'll tell you why I like Wayne now. I think it's time I finally told you, Lex. I really? like Wayne because... He is set in a reality that he can seemingly control. Yeah, the like, talking to camera, very yeah. House of Cards. Whenever he decides to <laughs> he make was the, the original world House surreal, of cards. <laughs> it was. Whenever he decides to make the world surreal or weird, like by yeah. opening a door and there's fighting ninjas in there, or by talking to the camera, he can. And I think that. Yeah. I'm a big control freak. I like watching someone who can control their reality and make mm. it real or not. Whereas Austin. No control over the absurdity of his world. Yes. He could just be chilling, being swinging and cool, and then a fat bastard will walk in who's no, crazier than him. The worst kind of bastard. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. It could happen, and it does happen. <laughs> and it would be super weird if it happened on Wayne's world, and thank God it doesn't. Did <laughs> you ever try to talk to fake cameras when you were younger? No, I wish I was that cool. I wish yeah. I was that sort of aware about it. <laughs> we were just too busy going... Phil, are you mental? We were yeah. there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as a kid, I did try to talk to fake cameras all the time. And there there was a point in my mind where I was convinced that that was real and the Truman Show existed as a that's clue a, for oh me boy. to figure it out. Well, that's, that's a real condition because mm. we had a friend. We had a friend that went a little bit further than the, the thing everyone does, which is like, man, am I, what, what if this was the Truman Show? Yeah. How would I know? Which I'd be the first to admit, <clears throat> I seriously considered until... So- and then someone was like, yeah, but don't you think that's just like a test to see if you're a narcissist because you think the yeah. world revolves around you? I was like, no, I just think I'd have a great... It'd just be a good show. It'd just be a good show. <laughs> but we had a mate that was like, you know, he couldn't... Because every argument you come up with, you're like, yeah, but then, you know, we'd tell you, man. Like, we'd tell you if it was yeah. a Truman Show, would be like, yeah, but you... That's exactly what you would say. And they didn't tell Ed him. Ed Harris is telling you to say Yeah, that. that's exactly what you would say if I started to spe- suspect I was on the show. And they'd be like... <laughs> Why would we then, what would the producers of the show, if your life was the Truman Show, let a film... Because so, presumably every film uh, you've yep. seen is yep. made up yeah. like as pretend entertainment for you in the outside world. We watch other films. Why would we show you the Truman Show in here and like begin to seed, seed it for you? Mm. But for him, the answer was always just like, yeah, but that's you're just hiding in plain sight. Like, yeah. you know, you've got plausible de- deniability. Well, I guess you guys are right. Probably don't have a TV show. Don't look behind you because one of the camera guys is, <laughs> it just fell through the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> one of the pot plant cameras just <laughs> it just fell over. Do you remember in Big Brother when one of the cameramen, <laughs> yep. they heard the cameraman through the wall? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you learn that like 
uh, household on TV is not soundproof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fake wall. That was so bad. That it was, was great. great. That was, it, was, so good. it was perfect. It was just it was the thing that had to happen. It was happen. a highlighted moment. My like, favorite, who, my favorite Big Brother moment, and this is the Big Brother cast that we yeah. do within the Mike Jack cast, yeah. by the way, was uh, Celebrity Big Brother when Red Simons escaped by putting a knife into the wall <laughs> and prying the wall open and then just walking out through the camera track. Was Red Simons on Celebrity Red Big Simons. Brother? Everyone he didn't even on gong it. anyone. That was the worst Man, part. Man, my favourite part about the Big Brother experiment was season one when they'd all come out of the house and everyone shown the night vision footage and they were all like, oh, Jesus, you can really see in there. Oh, no. Because then season two, everyone was a lot more aware. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that season one, it was just like dunas were just flying everywhere. Like, there oh, was just dancing the, dunas. Dancing dunas all over the place. That was the best. That yeah. was great. And now we're just stuck again. Now TV's lost it. Now we're sitting here trying to figure out who's going on. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> Speaking of which, I haven't heard from Andy in a couple of weeks. <gasps> Wait and see. Okay. This podcast is sponsored by Channel 10. Not really, but we'd like you to think we it is. love it. <laughs> now, you had a couple of Wayne's World oh, regrets. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, no, good. This, this is, is a special Hamish Blake segment for the Well, show. I was just, I was yeah, having a think. Regular segment now. I was having a think <laughs> on the Wayne here. I think it's like, I think it was like you were saying, Cam, like you just, you don't realise... Like, I mean, I know I love the film, but I mm. never really thought... Because I've been thinking a lot about Wayne's World the last couple of days. It's, it's, it's like, back in my top five. You know how sometimes you yes. never have an answer when people go, what's your favourite film? Because it just mm. it's too hard a question. I think I might start throwing out Wayne's World now for a while mm. because there's no reason it shouldn't be. Of course mm. not. Because it's that good. A couple of Wayne's World regrets. Number one, this is more of a wife regret, but a couple of years ago, 2010, we were in... My wife and I were in New York. She was out one night um, with a couple of her buddies. I was just back at the apartment we were in. She texted me and she said, oh, my God, Mark Myers is here. Get Mark out. Myers is at this bar. She goes, what should I say to him? So I text back and I go, who's he with? She goes, uh, just two other people. It seems like they're having a pretty in-depth conversation. And I said, hmm. So I text back, what does your gut tell you? And she goes, well, I just want to tell him how much we love him, how much mm. I love him, how much you love him. And... Uh, and this is a small regret of mine, but I, I don't know why, but in this moment, I just wrote back and I said, Zoe, if you, like, we love Mike. Yeah. If we really love him, if you really love him, the best thing you can do right now is just let him have a nice night. Oh, my goodness. It's not, it's just not bother him. He'll mm. never know you gave him this gift, but if you really love him, like, it's, it's kind of like, this is the, the, the test of altruism. And I was like, really? I said, well, it's up to you, but that's my that's my that's mm. my vibe. And she didn't, and I still get in trouble to this day because wow. she's like, you didn't let me say hi to my wife. <laughs> I didn't stop her, but I did have that moment. Where I was like, for someone that rarefied, like he's the ultimate. It's like seeing Bill Murray. Oh yeah. It's, it's, if you see Bill Murray in the wild, it's I think it's like when people go and visit the gorillas in the Congo. If they come to you, fine. Yeah, like that's a special mm. moment. But if you go to them. You're trespassing on their natural habitat. Yeah. There's a lot of great stories about Bill Murray coming to people and he feels comfortable. And he and gives them their, he, the, he the gift of Bill Murray. Yes, and mm. it's like if you're at the zoo or something and, the, and if the gorilla reaches over and like kind of just... Yeah. The well, gorillas hey, aren't, aren't allowed to do that. my face. <laughs> and you guys can't see it. Yeah. I just rubbed your beard. But as I was doing it, I was like, no gorillas aren't allowed to do that. We've already had the Harambe situation. <laughs> But if, say, a gorilla looks at you and gives you a thumbs up and a wink, you go, that's beautiful. Mm. But if you, like, ask a zookeeper to go in there, stun the gorilla, make its thumb go up, (laughs) and force it to give you a wink, that can't be a special moment. It's no good. So, what I was trying to say to Zoe is you're seeing Mikey, like, one Mm. of our heroes in his natural habitat. I know if she wanted to Mike, she'd be like, well, we don't know because we know he's, you know, 
he's not he's not Wayne. He's not Wayne in real mm. life. It could it could be prickly. Like it, the uh, the other the other reason I say that to her is like this could ruin it for you mm. because he might totally. tell you to get he might just tell you to fuck. That off. would be my biggest fear because yes. you're in New York. No qualms about that. Like he's Mike Myers. People recognize him. He wouldn't be like, oh my god, whoa, you've seen that film? Whoa, How did yeah. you see Wayne's yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> He he knows who he is. Yeah. Uh, he knows what he's done, and he's and he 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 doesn't. He probably doesn't need another person saying to him, you know, uh, uh, just in case you're thinking of getting into dry cleaning or whatever. Like you shouldn't. You're a really good actor. I think you're really funny. Like yeah. he, whatever level of like self belief he's at, mm. I don't know if another member of the public telling him is going to make too much of a difference. So that's what I was trying to say to her. Like really. It's so hard because we have that impulse to run to the gorilla in the wild mm. and cuddle it and go, you're a wonderful animal. But that's not what the gorilla wants. Let the gorilla be. So that's my one. So my, it's actually not a regret now. The more I've talked about it, the You've more talked positive, yourself into The more it. positive, <laughs> I did the right thing. But it's a regret that she's got. The second is a real regret. Oh, okay. boy. Same trip um, when we're in America. We were doing some TV stuff over there. So we had a few American... Like crew members, crew like edit, editors, and editors, and stuff mm. like that. We I was became... going to say minders. That sounds cool. Couple of security <laughs> guards, big Mike, and then <laughs> um, then uh, jumpy Terry. Because I was like, yelling at him, like, "Don't you look at me, Terry!" And he was always jumping and getting scared. Uh, no, that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> no eye contact, Terry. Terry, I'm not going to do it again. Oh, Terry, we finally <laughs> revealed. <laughs> I need to know your name. I'm me. <laughs> So finally, we've revealed that you're a bad bloke. Real bad bloke. All these years, <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, thought you Zoe, were lovable. Zoe, don't do it. I do it all the time, <laughs> and I've killed people for saying that. <laughs> so this one, this one guy, we're still really good buddies with a guy called Al. He 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 was like a real he 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 worked in LA, but he came to New York to help us out, kind of edit the show, and so. It was so cool to us because he was this exotic animal. Like, but he mm. he'd worked on TV shows that we like, kind of love. Like, he's working on Kroll Show now and stuff. So Ooh, we're like, well, wow. like, he'll, he's in. Yeah. So he's and and he just knew cool LA stuff that we as tourists, gringos, we had no idea of this exotic <laughs> LA stuff. And he had access to all the movie prop uh, auctions. Like, there are massive houses over there that Ooh. that have auctions for like you know for like they'll do lots like you could get a lot if you really wanted to like you get a Star Wars kind of like gun like a phaser or whatever mm. um, you'd probably go couple uh, let's see <laughs> being a gunner <laughs> that's my next area of research is how do they get those lasers to come out of them because it's not probably no... some sort of hole beginning with a L hole or like yeah. a, a slit some sort of back. opening yeah, there yeah. might be a laser vent at the yeah. end of the gun we don't know you, you, you know you, no you... I'll try and figure it out man when you're at one of the next conventions or something like in Vegas probably Reno probably Reno yeah. because mm. how do you get the laser into the gun I mean there's a hole in the Save bottom it. I think <laughs> There's two holes. Save it for your gun friends, okay. man. You shoot the laser into the dirt. You pick it back yeah. up. <laughs> Brush it off. It's, you might want to wear two pairs of pants because when you put it in your pocket, that's going to yeah. burn for a little while. I reckon so. <laughs> They're hot laser <laughs> bolts. From what I understand, they are pretty warm. <laughs> now, hey, that's above my pay grade. Now, now, we're, now we're getting too scientific. But... So there's like all these movie auctions, like memorabilia. Mm. And so Al goes, oh man, if you're interested, uh, he goes, I'm on the circular. And there's like 5,000 lots, like 5,000 items that get sold. Hmm. So at the top end, you've got sort of like Godfather 2 script signed by Marlon Brando kind of thing that, sure. that goes for like Never 50 heard of grand. Yeah. <laughs> it goes for like 50,000 um, movie tokens. <laughs> so, Time's you ending. know, you've got like watches worn by yeah. James Dean and stuff. So Oof. got that gear. So... Uh, you know, you naturally just do the sort by, you know, you look lowest. You're like, sorry, I didn't mean highest to lowest. I meant lowest to highest. <laughs> and then at the bottom, it's sort of like, you know, 
like nub of a chair used in like Breakfast Club or something, you know, like <laughs> broken piece of pencil from um, you know, Dangerous Minds, like one of the classmates. Yeah, pencil that is a scary scene where the guy breaks the <laughs> yeah. pencils when he can't get that test answer. Yeah. And he snaps his pencil. So stuff that's not going to be on a velvet cushion at Planet Hollywood. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Or maybe one of the Planet Hollywoods are like really struggling. <laughs> maybe at the- Star Bar in yeah. Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> it's a former Planet Hollywood. Dangerous Minds pencil. <laughs> so in it. You know, he's going through and there's some great stuff. And it was one day to the auction. Oh. <clears throat> and, they, and then the neon sign, the Wayne's World, <gasps> Noah's Arcade presents Wayne's World. The real. The real sign from the show that they hang when they go commercial yeah. was, was one of the items that they were auctioning off. And, and I pushed out Can, for a couple of reasons. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I just, I regret it a lot. Because I just stuttered, I just hesitated, yeah. and and I, I actually think back to this moment a lot in life where you sort of mm-hmm. like you know do you jump or do you think about it? Just mm. I mean, this would, <laughs> this would have created so many logistical hassles, yeah. and it would have been a furious burning of money, <laughs> like a real money bonfire. At the time, though, the dollar was one to one, which okay, I was convincing yeah. myself like, oh, you know, well, everyone's saying this won't last forever. Like, you know, one day if the dollar falls, <laughs> I just have to resell this baby and we're away. They wanted. Ten thousand US. Okay, that's a bit of money. It's too. Mu- I mean, it's, it's too I much. didn't have it, but yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. but I could, I could have scraped that. So that was like the rest of today will be scraping, yeah, and promises to people. And when I get home, I'm going to sell something. But you know, Dad, uh, this sell is Dad. Dad, you're terrible at names. Yeah. You've had a good run. Um, when people come to inspect you, don't do any name stuff because I'm not going to get a good price for you if you stuff up people's names. But it was sort of that thing going, the, I immediately realised the rest of today will be about uh, scrapping money together mm-hmm. for a thing whose resale value, to me, I understand the resale value, but will it be easy to sell this on in the future? Should I need that money back? <laughs> the other thing that sort of like dimmed my excitement was half the neon didn't work. So it's because yeah. it's in a few pieces. So they're like, look, it's, I can't remember, but let's say it was like six pieces that's going on. No, it's okay, present points well. Um, a couple of them needed regassing and whatever you did in mm. neon. Like it wasn't functional. I know a lot about yeah, neon. Yeah, I was going to well. ask, there's, Alexi. Yeah. There's a small hole that you have to blow gas into. Uh, magic hole. <laughs> What's blowing? <laughs> it's like when you've got go. Only with ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just, and the other thing, because I was sort of talking to, at the time, Zoe was not my wife, but I was just like, honey. And this is a huge thing for us. Like, we don't have kids yet, and one day they'll want things, and we will need money for that. But is this a great investment for us as a family? It's the actual sign. Like, you know, mm. everyone's saying, everyone says, buy a house, because, you know, they're not making any more land. Well, I tell you what, honey, they're not making any more Wayne's World signs. <laughs> and there's only one of those. The, th- the kicker was, and I hadn't read this, and this is why it's, sometimes, usually it's not great to run an impulse buy mm. past your wife, even if it's all that, like, even if it's more than your combined monies at the time. But sometimes it is because she's like, oh, she goes, it's like five by eight meters. It's enormous. In my head, I was like, should we ever get a bar? It would yeah. be a cool thing to have uh, <laughs> hanging above the bar. But it's like bigger <laughs> than, bigger than any a, wall a you would room. find in an yeah. apartment. So you would never be able to hang it up anywhere. <laughs> you just always have it in storage. And the, Yeah, and the fact that it was like you had to make a bid that day. So mm. I would have had to f- somehow get a US account like to be yeah. in US dollars or whatever. It just, I just went, all right, it's too hard. And I let it go. And I think it actually went for 17 grand. Oh, oh my geez. God. But I've still Mike regretted it. it. Yeah. I've still regretted it. I was really... It's so sp- weird that you can regret something you didn't have the means yeah. to buy <laughs> or the means to store. 
or the permission to buy or the ability to ship at home or anything like that. But I still feel like because I saw it, yeah. I was a feasible shot. Yeah, I just, some ownership like when, of it. Like when your friends sell, send you like, I don't know if you ever do this, but like, like, oh man, look at this property. And it's like, oh, you could buy a whole Greek island or some like, mm. like novelty article. Like, oh, this is the most expensive house in Bel Air. And then you want to go back later and show another friend and it's sold. You're like, oh, it's sold. Oh, <laughs> my property's <laughs> gone. Damn it. I was the only one that knew about that. I was just sort of, I was just hoping it would just sit there for ages and I could lowball them one day. <laughs> yeah, but I still feel remorse. Like yeah. I had a real shot to get that or that would have been a good idea. For a while when you're telling that story, I got terrified that you had bought it and you were trying to sell it to us. <laughs> and, that was, <laughs> and that was the purpose of all this. I'm like, well, I guess we should buy <laughs> well, it. Well, I have to say I'm disappointed yeah. by the fact the studios aren't a little bit more ritzy because <laughs> now I don't want you to balk here, but you've got to remember that was $2,010. Oh, so for no. 25000 US, and I do need the money today, mm-hmm. um, you guys can have the non-working neon <laughs> sign. Wait a minute, why does it need to be US dollars for you? It just helps me do the maths. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in the Caymans. <laughs> but that was, a, that was a big regret. But I mean, look, it's probably still out there. Someone mm. will offload that one day. Um, the other regret was I got so Keep fixated on it. The other, the other regret was because I... The sign seems so cool for the moment, yeah. like in that moment, before mm. I started thinking of logistics. It dulled my enthusiasm for the other props. And I should have probably just got something else. Like the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, just like the whole Venus um, 5 rocket, uh, Saturn 5 rocket from Apollo 11. Mm. Like, massive rocket <laughs> to <Yeah>. scale. <laughs> uh, you need your own launch pad, but that thing would have been great to have. <laughs> so worth it. I always want to get Drazik's eyebrow piercings. That's yeah. my dream prop. I just wanted to get Drazik's girlfriends, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. That's a star bar. Man, if I could get that and then secretly go home, put my rollerblades back on, go at the back and just just drop in on a half pipe that'd be my dream far out man it could happen it probably won't (laughs) (laughs) I think we might be almost at your time my friend yeah probably guys at 420 whoa yeah nice exactly (laughs) 19 minutes past 401 so let's check this movie we're checking Wayne's World on its 25th anniversary okay is Uh, it still good I'm gonna check it for me personally it's a classic I gotta say, guys, after a recent review, I um I don't want to blow you away here, but I've recently re-rated this my favorite film. Yeah, so, yeah it's good. It's, it's very good. good, guys. Lex? I don't want to trip you out. I think it stinks. <gasps> Not. Oh! Someone yeah. just got a job writing go. for the Village Voice. <laughs> fished in, fished in. By the way, fished in was a catchphrase that never caught on in Australia. From, from who? Was it? Really? It was in Wayneville. It's how the movie ends. It's That's in how all they the end sketches. The movie. They go fished in. Oh, fished in. I forgot about. And that. I think no that means there. like you got reeled into this yeah. thing. Like it was a, a big catchphrase on SNL. It's in the movie once. No one remembers. Never it. caught on. <laughs> oh, man, I mean, it's my favorite film, but I don't remember it. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing the show. Hey, boys, big fan. Thanks for having me. This was great. Oh, it was huge. because of you that you gave us a big shout out early on in our show. And I think it helped. I don't want to say thank you on behalf of us. I want to say thank you on behalf of Mike because this whole project is all about trying to get the world ready for a big Mike Myers comeback. Yeah. And I think you paved the, Myers the way. Naissance. Yeah, you paved the way for at least Australia to be ready for them. We're already we're just waiting for a uh, direction from you, dear leader. And uh, when it happens, then I'll um I'll send my wife in to um yeah to get an autograph yeah. or something from him. to have her experience ruined. <laughs> and then just before she gets there, I'm gonna say, actually, honey, don't don't. <laughs> He's the leader of the world now. Yeah. He doesn't need to be bothered. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, thank you so much for plugging us early on. That's so cool of you to oh, do man, that man. and for coming in and chatting with us. And Love it. Especially for the 25th anniversary. Yeah. I, mean, I urge all of you out there in the Mike Czech Republic to please just watch Wayne's World. 
this year. That's there, it. There's a few screenings happening around mm-hmm. Australia, around the world. Uh, in fact, we're hosting one on the 10th of February at the Orpheum Theatre in Sydney. So we're flying massive. anyone who wants to go to Sydney <laughs> to Sydney. Hamish is paying for yeah. it. It's all thanks to Qantas, our good friends of Qantas, <laughs> who just caught wind of this podcast and we're just like, we have to be involved somehow. And we said, you got it, guys. Yeah. No sweat. Put us on your planes. I said, all right, not to that extent, but yeah, they've slung a couple of hundred airfares our way. <laughs> So just, uh, if you run into, the, the only way you got to enter is you just got to run into all three of us at once. At one in time. In the flesh. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, say the code word. Um, you'll know what it is. Know, yeah. You'll yes. know what it is. We have the right to tell you whether it's correct or not. And then you got one of those double passes. So we'll see you in Sydney, guys. <laughs> and you can see us at our uh, live band show, Funny, Sexy, Cool. We'll all be there. <laughs> We're playing the Beach Hotel in Byron. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, the one in Australia. Not till either. December, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, for, for, for reasons that we can't disclose. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Well, that was Mike Check with Hamish Blake. That was a thrill. That was such a joy to have him on the show. How Very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. I'd say it was excellent. That's a Wayne okay. uh, phrase. From Wayne's Brothers. Oh, dude. <laughs> You're on the wrong pod. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm still with the program. <laughs> I love that. That was so much fun to get all those stories, especially those uh, Wayne's World regrets at the end. Yeah. It made it all special for us and it tied in so well. And guys, if you'd all like to chip in and buy Hamish that neon sign, yeah. we can't recommend that enough. We will be starting a Patreon specifically just to help Hamish out there. <laughs> He's, uh, look, we didn't ask him to plug his Twitter or anything that he has coming up because that feels pretty weird, but you guys probably know where to find Hamish Blake if you want to find him. He's yeah. got a radio show, yeah? He's, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he does radio. I'm pretty sure. Cool. And what about you? Where can we find you, Lex? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at this is Alexi. Mm-hmm. I also run Greenlights Comedy Nights in Sydney. It's a show that I host every month, last Friday of the month. You can come down and check out some of the best stand-up comedy in town. It's only 10 bucks. It's the best. The best show. You can find me at I am Cameron James. And listen, Melbourne people, if you're around during the Melbourne Comedy Festival, so that's March and April of this year, Come and watch me do stand-up. I'm doing my hour every single night of the festival, except for Wednesdays. That's the night that I party, okay? Mm, yes, baby. <laughs> the show's called 88. If you just Google Cameron James 88, ticket links will come up. I'm actually traveling around. I'm doing Perth and Brisbane and Sydney as well. But, you yeah. know, Melbourne's the... That's the special one. The ticket links to all of the Cameron shows will be in the podcast description. Oh, thanks, man. And also... We host another podcast called the Blank Slate Movie Podcast where we go through films that we've never seen before and know very little about. We've been doing some cool stuff there as well. We did an end-of-year wrap-up show. If you've never heard it, check that one out. A new episode all about Triple X 3, The Return of Xander Cage. And look, if you liked today's episode, and I really hope you did, please swing us a five-star review on iTunes. It can't hurt can't hurt anybody, right? It can't hurt you, but it can help us. So please do it. And in your view, to make it a little bit fun, a little bit more special for you guys, you can write what you would like our next super specific comedy actor-based podcast to be. And we got one in today from Zam Zam Zam. They suggested, who wants to be a willionaire? The films of Will Smith. Oh, that is a good one. I definitely want to do that we one. We have to do that one. I, but I want to do a Will Smith movie that I haven't seen, like mm. After Earth or something like that. I'd love to do After Earth or currently in cinemas, 
Whatever that one's called. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Men in Black 4, bruv. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, horny babies. We love you. See you soon. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. And we're clear. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.